Blog Talk Radio. everyone. Welcome to the special edition of the Four Eastings Fire American Soccer Show as tonight we will talk about the great news that was launched last Friday by CONCACAF's president and FIFA vice president uh, Victor Montagliani, the Canadian representative, as the CONCACAF Champions League will be expanded in the 2023-24 season Joining me tonight will be John Jagu, SoccerChronicles.com, as well as the Cantina MX podcast. John, good evening. Uh, you know, this is a very, very major, uh, I wouldn't say a milestone, but a major announcement that we had on Friday about the expansion of the CONCACAF Champions League, the amount of clubs that are going to be pouring in, and you just have to say that finally – uh, CONCACAF, I would say, has really been on the right track for a while now under Victor Montagliani's uh, presidency to improve the Confederation and its constituents. Good evening, Daniel. Always uh, good to be on with you, as always. Uh, he has uh, definitely made strides to uh, improve the, the quality of play in the region. And I think that, well, you know, the uh, 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 missed uh, component of, of of what Okagaf has had historically been lacking is 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 the form of regionalizing the the, the area so that uh, you know it, there's a lot of uh, confederation there's a lot of federations in the in the confederation and uh, you know one of the the, the biggest uh, stumbling blocks has been that some of these uh, uh, federations like in the Caribbean or even in, in Central America just never really got uh, a fair shake. Uh, well, not a fair shake, but just like, 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 like um, you know, they, they, their opportunities were limited as far as playing, whether it's in this tournament or World Cup qualifiers. And, and he's done a great job of, of, uh, of expanding their scope so that, so that they do have uh, a more of a, you know, of a puncher's chance to, to, to advance into into some of these. And, and, and I think we're seeing that here. And, and I will say that I think that this latest iteration of, of the Champions League is more of a, of a direct uh, response to the, uh, the you know, the, the talk and rumors of, of, of Liga Mekis and MLS, uh, you know, coming together at some point. And not necessarily a merger, but, but you know, with League's Cup and, uh, you know, some – you know, the possibility of, of, of kind of an interleague uh, play that, that that they were considering. I think that, that this was Konkakaf's way of, I'm not say putting an end to that, but I think it was their way of uh, of, of, of trying to get in on on that particular uh, pie. So, uh, you know, you know what's happened, you know, especially around in, in North America is that, you know, we're going to, you know, half the teams in Liga Mekis are now going to qualify for the Champions League, and half the teams in MLS, I guess about a, a third of the teams in MLS, are going to do the same, and then, you know, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be playing each other in the group stage uh, as opposed to uh, the, uh, you know, the, the, the bigger clubs, you know, having to go to Trinidad and Tobago or, or to, you know, Jamaica, Jamaica, et cetera, 
for, for, for group games, obviously it's going to limit on travel, but uh, I mean, it's going to make the group stage a lot more compelling. That's for sure. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little mixed on it, Daniel, because I mean, I, I mean, I, as much as I want the, uh, the confederation to grow and, and to play better, I think that, you know, one of the things it's going to do is going to kind of clog the calendar a little bit more. And um, I don't necessarily think that we're going to see the, uh, the, 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 the quality of play that we the, the one would hope uh, when these two teams play together, you know, when these two leagues uh, in, in North America play against each other, uh, especially, you know, in the, uh, in, in, in the fall and winter months, uh, you know, that was going to be hard pressed to send, uh, you know, for, for, for a group game, you know, a, a quality side up to, you know, Montreal or Toronto or Halifax or, you know, wherever it is and in Canada in November, it's going to be, you know, that's going to be a hard sell to the players, and and, and vice versa. I mean, you know, it's uh, it, it, especially for MLS, who's going to be in the middle. You know, in the, right when their their season is culminating, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm a big fan of. I mean, we broke it up, and uh, I would love to see them. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, get stronger as the, uh, as time goes on, uh, so that uh, they, they can be more competitive at a, at the international level. Uh, something that we've seen. Uh, not just uh, this week was what Degas was able to uh, do, excuse me, in, uh, over in Qatar, but we saw it last year with Monterrey taking uh, taking Liverpool to to uh, you know forcing them to score a, a winner in stoppage time to uh, to defeat them in the, in the semifinals. And um, you know I'm all about the competition, and, and I'm hoping that this, that, that this does play out. But uh, you know it's. Uh, it, it's hard not to be a little cynical about the decisions that uh, that Kukov makes, uh, considering all of the uh, rumors that were swirling over the past uh, few months in, in regard to the two leagues here uh, in, in North America, the, the two uh, biggest leagues in the in the region. And uh, you know, because of that, I do think that there's, you know, I mean, that there was something a little, you know, it seemed like they were, you know, hoping to uh, to uh, uh, you know, capitalize on the uh, on the rivalry uh, as much as both uh, Liga MX and and MLS do. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you there, John. And the things that we've been seeing so far, um, to be honest, it has been, um, I would say, the la- the last edition that they had to restart it and have it in a neutral site in Orlando, Florida, at Orlando City's Explorer Stadium. I think you would say that the way that Tigris went and the way LAFC went, this had to spark something even bigger, something even better. And I agree with you. You know, I saw you tweeted out that goal against Allianz FC from El Salvador. If you're, if the Portillo, the goalkeeper, does not make that heroic goal, because I believe at that particular point in time. Alianza was going to eliminate Tigris on yeah, away goals. Yeah, it was a second half. Yeah, second half stoppage uh, in, in the second leg, and, and, and they had to have the goal. And Noel Guzman, and we even talked about it, Daniel, back you know you know ten years ago, back in February, uh, when it happened, and, and, and we said we said that's the goal that's going to win Tigris because you know when, when you have a big team like that, when big teams survive, I've always found that when a big team survives a scare like that. That, that 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 usually kind of scares them straight. Now, of course, we had a gigantic gap in in in, in, in how the rest of the tournament was played, but uh, it uh, it it didn't surprise me at all to see Tigres win 
uh, the, the tournament, not because of, you know, you know, I mean, obviously they're, they're, they're a great team, but I mean, I mean, you know, had the tournament played out the way it normally would have, you know, with the you know, home and the way, you know, through the final, I, I think the guys would have won uh, anyway, but, but I do think that, the, that, that goal was, uh, was, 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 was the goal that, that would have spurred them on, on, on to victory. I mean, again, it's, you know, it's hard when, when, you know, that, that was their last action and, you know, we don't see him again until, uh, at least in this tournament, and, and, you know, until December. So there was like a 10 month gap. And, and, and I get mm-hmm. that, but you know, it's, uh, I mean, they, 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 uh, you know, they played a great game against, uh, against LAFC. They had to go down a goal and, and, and Gignac, uh, you know, gets two goals. Uh, you know, they, they won, uh, in my opinion, convincingly over, over Palmeiras over the weekend. Uh, again, Gignac, uh, you know, getting the one zero, uh, when, you know, they, they had to come from behind against the, uh, the, the, the Korean Tigres, uh, uh, the same color, same mascot, which I thought was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, you know, and of course it was Gignac that did that. And, and, and I think that what it did, at least in my mind, and this is something that I've been, you know, wrestling with for the past, uh, you know, year or so, you know, Gignac came, came to the league and pretty much set it on fire and, 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 and scored a bunch of goals and won turn, you know, he won the local league, you know, a handful of times. But I was talking, you know, it's, uh, you know, let, let, let's, uh, you know, at the time, you know, this was, you know, a year or two into his, Tenure at Tigres, says, you know, people say, well, you know, he's one of the best ever. And I'm thinking, well, like, you know, Elliot Liga Mekis. Well, let's, you know, you know, he, his body of work is impressive, but it's not necessarily as, uh, as full as one would want to, you know, to see uh, how it's played out. But, but I do think that, uh, you know, over, the, over these past five years, uh, there's no question that uh, Andre Perginac has been uh, one of the uh, best foreign players in, in Liga Mekis, in the history of Liga Mekis. And, and there's, you, know, you have to understand, you know, this is a, an importer's league. So, you know, every team has you know, gobs of foreign players. But there have been very few, uh, you know, just, just a handful of guys that have really set themselves apart in, in Liga Mekis and for what they meant to their club and, and what they meant to the sport. I mean, we're, we're talking to four or five guys. And I think that, I think that, that ab- after what, what's happened in the Club World Cup to get them in the final, and i got to tell you, I'm not, you know, you know, Bayern Bayer Munich is. I'm not saying that Tigres is going to win, but I don't think that Bayern Munich is going to is going to blow them out by any by any stretch. I think it's going to be a very competitive match, and uh, f- frankly, it wouldn't shock me if it, if if it goes into you know if, if we get some free uh, some free soccer on Thursday, uh, a half hour of free soccer. But uh, uh, as I was saying, you know, with, 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 with what have they been able to accomplish? And 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 remember, this was a tournament that they were desperate. Uh, I mean, this is what the third final. That, uh, or was it the fourth final? I'm not thinking. I can't remember if it was the third or fourth. But you know, they finally get the tournament. They finally get to go. And you know, you know, one of the, the problems with with this tournament, at least for Mexican sides, is so so they go to this tournament, but they know that you know they they always end up being like you know at at 40 percent of the team that ended up winning the uh, uh, the, the, the tournament the spring before. So they just they're just not nearly as strong. You know, mm-hmm. not, not nearly the same team. And you know, the window. Uh, was 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 started to shut for Tigres and you know they got it done and you know they they were able to uh, to go in and 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 then they got the two big wins and uh, you know now you know they they stand at the preps precipice of making some serious history and uh, I'm hoping that uh, you know I mean like I said I mean I'm, I I would love to see Tigres win uh, I think that it's obviously unlikely I'm not going to lie I mean but but I don't think that it's uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be a slam dunk for 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 Baron. I mean, I would probably give them about a maybe lead between a sixty, a sixty-five percent chance of winning. But but I mean, you know, I do think that you know, you know, the way that the, that that Tigres plays, the way Tuca is, it's uh, 
it's it, it, you know a baron is gonna have to work for it and uh and, you know they've got a couple of guys that are that are just absolutely lethal in front of goal and uh if they get their chances uh then it's gonna i mean i mean the, the brazilian goalkeeper who if i'm not mistaken i believe it's is the second string goalkeeper for the national team to play for Palmeiras. um was it was it everson weberson mm-hmm. uh he mm-hmm. i mean he he kept that team in the game I mean, that that should have been you know you know a mere mortal would would have uh, uh, wouldn't have kept out some of those goals. I mean, that should have been you know an, an easy, comfortable victory. I mean, they they had some really good chances that were some uh, made, there were some miraculous saves made um, to, to to make that from being a an absolutely embarrassing. Uh, and make no mistake, when <clears throat> South American sides lose the Mexican sides, it is an absolute embarrassment for them. Uh, uh, very much so, and uh, you know it, it could have been a much more scandalous scoreline than what what it ended up being one zero. But uh, you know, again, my hat off to, to them, and and you know, hopefully this tournament that, that that's coming up in twenty three, uh, twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four will whoever the, the team that, uh, that 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 comes out as champion, you know, moving forward, uh, will will be a lot more battle tested. So that when they do go to the Club World Cup, and let's hope that uh, the Club World Cup. Uh, at some point, becomes a four-year tournament, uh, like a like a quadrennial tournament instead of an every-year tournament, because I think that would just make it so much fun. Yeah. But um, uh, there'll be a lot more battle-tested in in order for them to uh, you know you know go on a run that beat us. I mean, I mean, frankly, I mean, I mean, I don't think anybody would have been surprised if LAFC would have gone on the same run, or if uh, you know if if if, if Columbus, uh, you know, this year's MLS Cup winners, you know, go on a similar run next year. Or if uh, or if Leon, who's been extremely strong in the past couple of years, you know, do it as well. I mean, and and, and the best way for that to happen, and this is something that that I, that I kind of differ with with my with my uh, Mexican uh, counterparts, you know, they think that the Copa Libertadores is the only way that uh, that the Mexican club teams can get better and stronger. And there's make no mistake, Copa Libertadores is, a, is an amazing tournament. It's fantastic. It is incredibly mm-hmm. entertaining. It is ultra competitive. And of course, it would be fantastic if Mexican Mexican sides, MLS sides, were able to play in it. There's no question. What I will say though is, is that you can't tell me that uh, that 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 playing you know a strong Atlanta United um, is 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 just you know that much of a of a drop in quality than than playing an Ecuadorian side or a Colombian side or even some of the Argentine or Brazilians. I mean, they're again there's great sides, historical side in South America. But I think that what we've noticed over the past few years is that the, the quality of play out from South American sides has um, has, has has dropped. Uh, I don't think there's any question in that, as far as the, the club sides. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, the biggest reason for that obviously is is that they export a lot of their players, which I totally get and I understand. Mm-hmm. And you know, all I have to do is look at Europe to see how many. You know, I always joke that there's, you know, there's more Argentine. There's more Argentines and Liga MX uh, than there are Mexicans in Europe. I mean, it's like, and it's like by two and threefold. I mean, they export a lot of players, and I get that. But I do think that uh, that this iteration of, of, of the Champions League, uh, I don't necessarily think it'll, it'll rival the tradition of the Libertadores, but I think that ultimately it'll probably, uh, I think it'll be be a, as you know as good a, a place to, for, for, for for players to tune up for to get. Uh, the fine tuning that they need in international play in order in order to to develop those that 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 level of experience. Well, I just went on and on. Very very Sorry true. And <laughs> no no absolutely very very true. And we of course wishing Tigris all the best uh, in the final against Bayern Munich. Uh, 
you know, the, with all the rest of the, I mean, first CONCACAF side to finally get to a final of a FIFA Club World Cup. And, you know, I, I agree with you that Tuca will definitely have them ready to go and he will definitely challenge Bayern Munich very, very well uh, going forward. Even though they got plenty of great players, they got Alfonso Davies on that team, Chris um, <clears throat> Chris Richards, of course, the American player uh, on that side. You know, Bayern Munich will be battle-tested. They have been. Of course, you know, they've always been romping through the Bundesliga every single season with only Borussia Dortmund to challenge them. But I'm telling you right now, John, I agree with you. Tigris is definitely going to give them a challenge. And Bayern Munich is going to have to be very, very careful taking on uh, Tuca's side because, you know, with him in charge, he's definitely going to make sure there's going to be no funny business. This is a final. They're going to go out there, balls to the wall, and they're definitely going to give Bayern Munich a run for their money in this one. Um, some quotes from Victor Montagliani, of course, about this expansion of the Champions League starting in 2023-24. Uh, this is a hugely important development for CONCACAF excuse me, and for club football in our region. The CONCACAF Champions League has grown uh, impressively in recent years, but this new format will transform the competition and significantly increase its relevance throughout our confederation and globally. And that's from Victor Montagliani president of CONCACAF, of course, FIFA vice president um, as well under uh, Johnny Infantino. Um, 20 clubs in the North America uh, zone. You're going to have at least uh, eight MLS sides. You're going to have eight Liga MX sides, three Canadian sides, one from the Canadian Championship, two from the Canadian Premier League, as well as we've already said the League's Cup. And I'll say this right now, John, I've always felt League's Cup um, was always a glorified Superliga back in the day. And I didn't think it mattered much. I thought it was just, okay, fine, we'll have these teams in MLS and Liga MX just having another, um, you know, round-robin tournament, have fun, go ahead, whatever. But now that CONCACAF has stepped in and has made the League's Cup important, with that 20th spot, for either clubs in MLS or Liga MX to challenge for that title legitimately, now League's Cup is a legitimate tournament in my eyes. Well, I mean, I think I've always thought it was a legitimate tournament, and, and, and I do think that. Uh, 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 I mean, I've, I've, to me, uh, you know, as long as they play the games in both countries uh, in the League's Cup, I think I think it could be a. a, a and you know maybe up the up the prize money up the prize money a little bit more. I think I think it could be a. You know I, I feel like, I feel like I I say this. Uh, I sound like a broken record, but 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 you know for Liga MX and for MLS to, uh, to to make their mark on the international stage, they are joined at the hip. You know they they're not going to have the luxury of playing River Plate or Flamenco every every six months or whatever it is. You know their their best competition is going to be each other. So the more that they play each other, and uh, and, and the more opportunities. And, and this is something you know again that I differ with my uh, with some some of my, my uh, Mexican colleagues is that you know you know they they see MLS as a as a league just you know, not, not nowhere near as strong. 
and uh, you know, they, they, to a certain degree, you know, they 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 they, uh, they may be right. But where I do think that that, Liga, that that MLS has a has a has an advantage is you know they have an advantage in 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 in, in marketing. I think that they also have an they, they can attract players that Liga MX cannot. Uh, I do think that uh, that MLS also has a has an advantage. And uh, and this is something that I think should scare the has if it hasn't already scared the heck out of of, of Liga MX teams, is that they're willing to compete for uh, Mexican players that aren't you know 35, you know you know they they, they brought in the, the Pizarros, um, and you know the Jonathan dos Santos and you know Giovanni when he came in, uh, Chicharito is a little, you know a little different because Chicharito you know had had a 10-year career in Europe uh, before he went to LA Galaxy, but you know he's still uh, you know they are certainly uh, not necessarily, you know, just as, as much marketable, but I think that he's going to have a, a big bounce back here, uh, playing at LA Galaxy. And if if Mexican players see that, hey, you know, you know, why would I sign Cruz Azul, you know, if, if you know, and and then well, my options are limited, where I can go play at, you know, Austin FC or you know, or you know, or Dynamo or or Real Salt Lake. Um, I mean, I, I do think, and and I, that that Mexican that that a Mexican player's opportunities, if if they do want to make that jump over to Europe, uh, uh, is as much uh, a possibility for them to do it, whether they're playing in MLS or whether they're playing in Liga MX. And I almost feel like it would probably be better than MLS because, um, you know, MLS uh, actually broadcasts their games outside of, uh, you know, they. they uh, they, they they buy time in the in, in European markets to, to, to showcase their 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 league, and uh, that's something that Liga MX does not do, and for whatever reason, just just has no plans to do. So I do think that that uh, and and that that, that, that MLS uh, has is, is is a is in a very unique place where they can, uh, you know you know bring over you know some of these uh, players that, that may not feel like they're getting a, a fair shake in Mexico, or maybe may not necessarily being as treated as as uh, as as warmly as, as as maybe an athlete would have, would think that they would be treated by by, by their club, it's I mean we we've seen it already and I, and I think we're going to see it more with uh, some of these players that and they're not saying necessarily just Mexican players but you know some of the foreign players are playing Liga MX as well I mean uh, I mean Lucas Ayan was a bench player for for, for Tigres uh, you know for the past couple of years goes to Columbus and I mean the rest is history. And uh, so I do mm-hmm. think that uh, that the, comp- that the, the competition for players, uh, whether they're Mexican or Argentine or Colombian or whatever it is, from Liga MX and MLS, if it has already, it, it's going to ramp up. And and then when they play each other, you know, as, as much as they're going to, I mean, uh, it, it, the the rivalries are going to be great, and I think it's going it's to be very compelling. It's going to be very competitive. It's going to be very, and most of all, it's going to be very entertaining. And then you know the, the fans are going to start noticing that they're going to say, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm going to I'm going to go want to I'm going to go watch. You know, if I'm in Necaxa or wherever it is, you know, you know, Miami, you know, Miami FC or Inter Miami's coming. You know, they've got a, they got a pretty good team. Uh, this is going to be entertaining. I'm going to go. I mean, I'm going to buy my ticket. I'm going to go watch that. And you know, the the guy at home watching, hey, wow, this is a, you know, a, a pretty compelling matchup. I'm going to put, I'm going to put it on TV. It's, uh, they are, uh, they're they're joined at the hip, and and I think that the, the success of, of for both of them. Uh, is is more intertwined than than, than people, uh, at least maybe in Mexico, want to care to admit. And, but but I do think that I mean, so, so you and I have been talking about this for the past couple of years. I think that it, it is inevitable that uh, that the two leagues uh, play each other more, and when we get more competitive, 
it's going to be a blast. And then, and then I'll tell you what the other thing that, that I think is going to happen, Daniel, if, if this does become successful, the South American sides are going to go, Hey, you know, we want some of that. We, you know, we want a piece of that pie too. And then, and then, you know, we, we, we could come to the point where we could have a, a true, you know, intercontinental, like, like in the Pan American club championship, which would be just absolutely fantastic. And, and I do think that that's going to you know, ultimately be the end game here uh, for, for all of these. And, uh, how great would that be to, to have, uh, you know, a tournament where the, you know, the top league and Mekis teams and MLS and, you know, can, can, you know, Costa Rica, Colombia, Argentina, uh, Brazil, all play. I mean, it would be, it would just be tremendous. It would be a, a tremendous, uh, uh, extremely uh, entertaining um, uh, competition. And, and, and I think that it's, you know, hopefully happens within the next 10 years. So hopefully before I turn completely gray. No, I agree with you, John. I mean, this is the most exciting thing I've seen so far from CONCACAF. And, you know, as we've said already, uh, how they've brought in the Nations League. Um, you know, we're going to have ourselves, of course, the uh, the Nations League semis and the finals coming up next month in March. Uh, right now we're here February 9th of 2021, and we're lamenting about all these positives that have happened. Um, obviously, you know, Everything that's been going on uh, within this confederation, including including uh, Concacaf League, that has also strengthened the Caribbean sides, uh, the Central American sides that are going to qualify for the Champions League, and then of course the, the Canadian Premier League teams, especially uh, Hamilton uh, in Hamilton, Ontario, the Forge, how they have shown that they are ready to go. And they are testing their mettle against some of the better sides in Central America through CONCACAF League. And now we're seeing, you know, what Montagliani has done, as I've said already, that the improvements that we're seeing within the Confederation on the club side now, of course, the national team side, where it's not once every four years uh, that you will qualify for the World Cup, or at least you're going to attempt to. And then, of course, once every two years, you're going to qualify for the Gold Cup, and you're only going to get your opportunity to have three match days and you're done in the group stage. Or if you're going to have that magical run that no one Carasau had in the last edition before they were eliminated. Sure. I mean, and, and you know, and we also have to remember, you know, it's on, on, the, on the national team level, the you know, starting in 2026, where, you know, Concacaf is going to, you know, with the three clubs that are the three teams that are going to already be in the world, they're going to have like four more spots. So there are some, there are some teams that, that, that never in their wildest dream, you would have thought that they would, they would be able to qualify for a World Cup. Now it's a, it's a very real possibility for them. And, uh, you know, whether it's, I mean, it's going to be four, I forget how many, but it's, it's going to be, Concacaf will be well represented in the, in the 2026 World Cup. And, uh, it's going to be, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I tip my hat to uh, to the the, the Concacaf president, Mr. I'm going to have to have me with his name. Is it Mont- Montagliano? Montagliani. Montagliano. Thank you. I tip, I tip my hat to him. I mean, I mean he's, you know, he, he he's taken some steps to, to help the, the entirety of uh, of uh, of the confederation uh, to, uh, to 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 strengthen them. And, uh, you know, I know that a lot of that, uh, you know, people, again, the cynics will say, well, that's, you know, a lot of that's on the league on Mekis and MLS. Well, you know, he's not stupid. <laughs> you know, I mean, those are the, the, the two uh, the big uh, breadwinners for, for, for the region. So, there's, you know, I mean, yeah, he, 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 he's, he's going to leverage that, and, and as well he should. 
And, uh, you know, I think that that's going to make, uh, I mean, it's going to make, like I said, it's going to make the group stages, at least in the, in, in the club tournaments, uh, a lot more exciting in, in all the, I mean, it, it, it's, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, you know, if, if you're, um, you know, a Portland Timbers fan, I mean, you, you get excited playing W Connection. I mean, nothing against W Connection, but there's, you know, there's no, there's no real rivalry there, you know, but, but if, uh, you know, if, uh, if, if Cholos Tijuana comes in or Pumas or, you know, Club America, you know, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, or, or even, you know, or even another MLS side or, or like I said, maybe a USL side or one of the, uh, you know, one of, one of the, the Canadian Premier League. I mean, that, that, that would be compelling, you know, that, that, that makes it a lot more, that makes the group stages a lot more compelling, a lot more competitive. And uh, there's there's going to be some there's going to be some upsets. There's going to be a lot of upsets. Uh, there's going to be you know some teams that uh, 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 you know I, I think that what what this will end up doing. I'm not saying that the that the Mexican sides are going to coast through because I don't think they will at all. But uh, but I do think that it, it definitely opens the door uh, not just for for MLS sides to uh, you know maybe win the tournament, but I think also for Central American sides and e- even the occasional uh, Caribbean side. You know I think that you know that at this point you know they might they, they have a a much better chance of, of of doing that than 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 they previously did, which is, I mean, again, it's all you can ask for. You know, it's it's like when I talk to my friends about the college football playoff, they're like, well, you know, why on earth would you know this conference champion be in there? They're not a very good conference. And that's all you. Then why are they even bothering to play? You know, if they don't get a chance, you know, give them a chance. That's all you can ask for. Just give them a chance. I mean, we've seen some crazy things happen in uh, on the island, and uh, so did that. Uh, you know, in a in, in, in a one-off round of 16, where it's not the group stage, where uh, and 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 we we've, we've seen it, and you know, just recently, you know, if you know, you get that, uh, you know, you 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 get a you know one or two goal result, and then you go home, and then you know things don't work out the way you do. It's uh, <laughs> you know that that makes it very nervy, and so so I do think that because of that, I think that there's a you know a very a very real uh, possibility that. Uh, that, that that this makes it a lot more egalitarian across the board, and it's not going to be the, uh, you know, at least at least the later stages won't necessarily be as much the uh, the domain of the Liga Meki sides as the way they have been uh, since the tournament's inception uh, a little over ten years ago. I think that there there'll probably be a little bit more of a of a mix, which uh, again, you know, is uh, I, I believe that you know that that is that is the end game here. Mm-hmm. No, it really is, and uh, I, I just thrilled to see this happen and you know when we talk about I mean I would really like to think that that final between Tigris and LAFC really speared uh, I shouldn't say speared but it spearheaded the idea of well first things first when they started this edition when they're going to start this edition of the Champions League which is still going to remain like this until fall excuse me spring of 2023, because we know that the group stage will start in the fall of 2023 and then continue on into the knockout stage in spring of 2024. Um, You know, what Tigris and LAFC, I think, they spearheaded how the original uh, scheduling was going to be, round of 16, quarterfinals, all this upcoming April and into May, and then nothing until August and September and October, where August would be a first leg uh, semi-final September be a second leg semi-final and then all of a sudden removing the second leg of the finals and only having a one match final in this Champions League 
was really, you know, mind-blowing. I didn't expect them to do this at all, CONCACAF. But then, all of a sudden, it becomes another round of talks of, you know, internal discussions that, you know, let's make it better. Let's really, let's really bring in the resources. Let's really attempt to do this in a way where it makes sense for every zone in this confederation. Like we've already said, you've got the North Zone having their own little group stage. You've got the Central American Zone with their own group stage, the Caribbean Zone in their own group stage. And then when they're all finished, then you jumble them into uh, the draw for the round of 16 for the spring of 2024, uh, and then boom. you know, And you still have the one-legged final, which I'm still amazed they did that, John, because, you know, when, when you watch, you know, Copa Libertadores in South America, and even in Europe with the UEFA Champions League, maybe also in Asia, um, there's a destination of having the final played in a certain country at a certain stadium within their respective regions, and here... You, it's an automatic conclusion. Okay, you're going to have one match at uh, somewhere in Mexico and then another match somewhere, whether it's in the United States or in Canada, possibly now in Central America. I don't know if they're going to have, um, you know, bouncing all over the Confederation to say, okay, let's have it in Kingston, Jamaica. Let's have it Port of Spain, Trinidad. Let's have it in, you know, uh, San Jose, Costa Rica, uh, well, you know, San Pedro Sula. I think that, I mean, that, 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 that would be that great if it, it did happen. Yeah, of course it would. I mean, I mean that that would add to the to the legitimacy of the of the of the region of the confederation and of the tournament. Uh, you know, the problem is, and you know, again, it's uh, <laughs> the uh, you know it, it's been it's been Quakacap's, uh you know a problem for you know for thirty years is that is that, is that it's really hard for them to ignore the market here in the U.S. And uh, so, I mean, I do think that if if it does bounce around the the, the way that you that, that you want it to, it's going to bounce around the U.S. <laughs> because uh, yeah. you know uh, you know whether they play, I mean, you know, as as Mexican clubs have proven, whether it's a national team or or whoever it is, it doesn't matter what city they're in, uh, uh, those fans are going to show up. And and I think that you know, and I think we'll see MLS fans showing up too. If an MLS side you know, is in is in a final as well. So I mean, believe me, I agree. With, I, I don't think that's. Uh, I think that that, that that to me is one of the uh, the uh, uh, biggest sticking points to, to Concacaf and its in its ability to legitimize itself as uh, as a, as a a, a a a a a serious confederation. You know, the fact that they they play their 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 most important tournament in one country. You know, they've started kind of you know moving it around, but. Uh, you know, it just makes you wonder. I mean, are, are they are they more interested in the now to to their to their credit? I will say that you know it's not just you know Mexico fans or U.S. fans that go to these that go to these games in the Gold Cup. I mean, obviously Honduras and El Salvador and Costa Rica. I mean, they all you know every country has has fans in this country that will travel to watch their team play. There, there's the, you know that's why the, the the World Cup was so successful in '94. Why it's going to be it's going to be successful again in in 2026. There's there's no doubt about that. Uh, but you know, the, 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 at some point they have to be able to say, "Hey, you know what? You know, we do need to go play a final in Port of Spain. We do need to go down to you know uh, to play." Uh, uh, I mean, not only that, but I mean, I mean, imagine the, the Salvadorian side. 
if, if you see, you know what, the, the final this year is going to be at the, at, the, at the Cusca, right? I mean, how, I mean, how, mm-hmm. uh, think, of the, think of the incentive for Salvadorians. I mean, if we, you know, if we can make it to the final, then we have a, you know, we have a, 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 an enormous advantage, regardless of what, what team from El Salvador it is, for them to play a final in that stadium against, against whoever. I mean, you know, I always joke that, uh, that, that, that Italy would have a hard time playing El Salvador and El Salvador. That is a tough place to play. I mean, oh, that, that, that has to be one of the most intimidating stadiums on the planet. Uh, uh, and the same, same with San Pedro Sula. I mean, it's just, just, an, just an incredibly difficult place to play. And, and there's no reason why, uh, why, why those uh, stadiums can't also host. You know, like you said, the Spike, I mean, they're starting to do it in South America. Like for the Copa Libertadores is now, um, uh, you know, a, a one-off final, you know, played at a, at a quote-unquote neutral site, a destination site. And, yeah, I mean, we have great destinations. I mean, we can go to Vancouver. We can go to you know you know you know, mm-hmm. you know pick pick a pick a city in the U.S. You know obviously there's great great stadiums in Mexico. Uh, there's you know great stadiums in Central America. There's great stadiums, great destinations in in, in the Caribbean. So yeah, I mean it would be fantastic. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that that's uh, you know that, that that is the next that is the next. I mean that that would be a, a great next step. Um, you know, I, I see the way that the Euro is going to be played uh, coming up uh, in, in uh, the, the 2020, but I guess 2021. Where they're gonna, mm-hmm. you know, play it all, play it all over the place. I mean, that's how they should do uh, the Gold Cup. You know, play it all over the place, and and and, and then and then work. Oh yeah. Away and then, and, 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 and then uh, there's no reason why they can't play the semifinals. You know, I mean, again, I mean, I mean, do you think El Salvador would rather play a semifinal in Phoenix, or would they rather play in San Salvador? You know, Honduras, you know, same for Honduras or Costa Rica. Would they rather play one in uh, in Chicago or San Jose? I mean, they have to be able to give. Right. Uh, you know, some of these countries, uh, that ability to, uh, now of course, you know, we say Honduras, I mean, again, they travel very well and, 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 and would make any of those stadiums a home stadium in the U.S., but it's different, you know, I mean, it, it's not, you know, it, 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 it's not the, uh, it's, 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 it's a little more sterile, so to speak, than, 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 than playing in their, uh, you know, in their home stands. And I, and I do think that, you know, once that happens, then, uh, you know, well, one, it's going to, it's going to remove the, uh, the the the, uh, the lock that both Mexico and the U.S. have on the trophy, uh, for sure. If, yeah. If, if that does happen, mm-hmm. and and again, that, that that's all you can ask. You know, just that's all you can ask for is to uh, is, it, it, it is just to make it more equitable for all the teams, and uh, not worry so much about making the uh, Making you know you know for your your, your revenue as, as much as it is for the competition and uh, you know that is uh, that is a, a, a of course you know now uh, in the world we live in obviously you know with, with with revenue streams being as tight as they are obviously you know they, we're going to have to wait wait a while but I think ultimately if that's the goal of if the sport can can replace the the revenue for for the main goal then I think everybody would yeah. No, I'm, I, mean, I definitely agree with you there. I mean, that's the hope. I mean, we all know the reality of the situation, John, but the truth is uh, they just allow it to bounce around, the Gold Cup as well to bounce around, um, even CONCACAF League to bounce around for the final. I think, you know, this is a major, major successful stepping point and moving forward to really legitimizing this confederation. I mean, look, I think we both can agree. We want to see the best of this confederation really shine the brightest. We really do. We all know the great allure 
of CONMEBOL, UEFA. We all know what they are going to do and how they're going to do it. it, it you know, it's it's like clockwork. It's it's not a big deal. But if CONCACAF can push forward into that realm, I mean, there's nothing more they can do. And then possibly you would get more and more respect from world football than what you have right now. The strides have been fantastic. Uh, I'm very impressed with what uh, Montagliano has done. I mean, you know, I was happy with what Jeffrey Webb was doing at first until the whole scandal broke out in uh, Switzerland uh, for the FIFA meetings. But still, though, uh, what Montagliani has done has reassured, I think, I think he has reassured, not just for himself and for the Canadian side of the game, but with everyone else in all three zones. I believe he has the respect of all the different FAs up and down, um, up, up and down the Confederation. They're listening to him. You know, people who are on the outside are now looking in. They're, they're wanting to go into the door and come here and probably start investing their time with making this Confederation as big as possible. Right, and uh, you know, and, and and let's hope that that is, uh, you know, that 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 is the uh, the ultimate end game because, um, you know, I mean, I think that we've seen, uh, you know, what the what the what the what the Champions League tournament has, uh, you know, for the for the club game in the region, and uh, you know, I mean, it certainly helped it grow. I think we've seen the you know national team. I mean, it's obviously helped, uh, and necessarily the. Uh, the, the club, well, club but uh, or, the, or the, the Champions League, but uh, you know, I mean, we, we, we are seeing <clears throat> uh, more national team sides, you know, be a lot more competitive uh, than we ever have before. Uh, you know, e- e- even when they're in, you know, in down cycles, you know, they're still, you know, relatively strong. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, I just you know, I hope that ultimately, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, the, the unfortunate thing for for Concacaf, and not just Concacaf, but you know, other, other regions, is that you know, their reputations haven't necessarily been the best. And I think that the best way that you, that, that you rehabilitate that is, is, is to show, and, and as you pointed out, that, you know, the best thing we can do is, 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 to, is to put on, uh, you know, a very uh, equitable and entertaining product on the field. And uh, that, that, that they are going, uh, you know, that they, they have been and will continue to take the steps to do that. Yeah, that's very, very true. Um, obviously, the spots for both Liga MX and MLS will remain. Um, Supporters Shield and MLS, MLS Cup, the non-Supporters uh, Shield winner in the regular season. Uh, if, it's, if it's the winners in the East, the second place person would be in the West, whoever's the Western Conference regular season champions. And then, of course, the U.S. Open Cup. And then in Liga MX... Apertura winners and losers and, of course, Clausura winners and losers will advance. But that also means, uh, well, not counting League's Cup because that's one individual spot. Uh, I'm assuming there will be certain positions for playoffs depending on where uh, they finish, I would say, in the tables in the regular season to go into the playoffs for both leagues. Uh, who will get those extra spots uh, from both sides? So it would be like eight so that would be like four already automatically with uh, winning uh, titles as well as second place runners up, and then probably a couple others here and there depending on where they finish. 
Uh, we already talked about the Canadian uh, Championship. That's still going to be a part of that. Uh, to, uh, through MLS, I guess, with MLS sides from Canada, including the two Canadian Premier League um, teams that are going to uh, qualify, I'm assuming, through the uh, final up in Canada. Of course, we'll talk to Dwayne Rollins one day about that. Um, but the most important thing, I think, for both Central America and Caribbean zones, they're going to have their own uh, tournament for these uh, sides that are probably going to win their respective leagues and then just go after it. There's going to be four groups of five in the northern uh, North America zone, four groups of five in the Central American zone, two groups of five in the Caribbean zone. And, of course, there will be some play-in games in both Caribbean and Central American zone. And then once that is done in the fall of 2023, the spring of 2024, we'll have another draw and uh, get ready for the round of 16. Um, it's just wonderful to finally get a group stage back. I'm not saying it delegitimized the tournament. Whatever's in front of you, you have to play the matches. I know the Red Bulls had their opportunity in 2018. They got stopped by Guadalajara. Uh, Toronto got stopped by Guadalajara in the final. And then, of course, uh, Monterey last year and this past season, um, Tigres uh, were the ones to lift the trophy in Orlando. And now they're at least 90 minutes or more away from possibly knocking off Bayern Munich. This is a fantastic turn of events for a tournament that um, has been improving every single season. And now it looks like we're finally going to get a proper Champions League that we've been dreaming about for a long time. Well, it certainly appears that way. You know, of course, you know, we'd have to, you know, we're, you know, we're relying on the teams to, to, you know, to send, you know, full strength squads, which, uh, <laughs> you know, depending on, you know, like I said, if, uh, if, uh, you know, if, if MLS sides, you know, in the fall, particularly are in the middle of the, you know, the MLS cup battle, you know, how, uh, you know, what, what is their, their appetite for, 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 you know, for, for, for sending, you know, a full squad down to, to play, uh, you know, at the Azteca. Uh, et cetera. So you know, that that's you know that that's still kind of a little, a little stumbling block. Uh, but uh, you know, I mean, of course, if they uh, you know if they make it, we know worth their while. Then I think that we will see uh, we will see that uh, that you know probably like you said, mm-hmm. you know, you know a, a much more robust tournament that uh, that will, will, will crown a, a true champion. Yeah. So. No. Mm-hmm. No, definitely, definitely. Well, before we close up shop here, John, I want to get your um, interest here for the draw coming up tomorrow, which will be seen on both Fox Sports and TUDN. Uh, pot one will have from MLS Atlanta United, um, Columbus Crew, uh, Philadelphia Union, their first time into it, Portland Timbers, of course. Uh, from Liga MX Club America, Cruz Azul, Monterrey, the Canadian. Uh, right now, it's a battle between either uh, Premier League, excuse me, Canadian Premier League title holders Hamilton Forge against Canadian Championship winners Toronto FC. Depending on that final before uh, this tournament gets underway in uh, April, 
and uh, Pot 2 Club Leon uh, <clears throat> will be coming out of Pot 2 along from Costa Rica, Deportivo Saprissa, Aluenza uh, from the Dominican Republic, returning Club Deportivo, um, excuse me, Club Atletico Pantoja from Honduras, Club Olympia, City Olympia again, uh, Marathon uh, from El Salvador, Real Esteli, and then a, um, a Haitian side. AFC, um, I cannot pronounce the name, unfortunately, but I, I do know it comes from Haiti. They do come from Haiti. So what do you think? You know, no Tigris this time to defend their title. But uh, let me just ask you this. Do you think Club America is the next champions for CONCACAF Champions League for this upcoming uh, edition because of the way they fell out from the semis against LAFC. Uh, I, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, they, you know, they they have a new coach. Uh, you know, their their roster is kind of in disarray right now. Uh, you know, Monterrey is. Uh, you know, honestly, I think I think that if, if anyone would be a favorite, it would probably be Leon because they've even though they lost last night, I think that they that they over the past few years still have been the most consistent team. Um, so uh, I think that that's. Uh, you know, if I were to pick anybody, but you know, I think that you know this, uh, you know this, you know, especially to go back to to neutral territory for you know for the knockouts. You know, there's no, you know, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, you know, I think that this is this is a very good uh, um, opportunity for, for for an MLS side to sneak in there this time. Uh, I mean, again, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all if that was the case. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see how that. Uh, how that plays out, but uh, but I, but I do think that uh, you know I, I, I don't think there's, there's, like a, there's like a true you know heavy favorite. Uh, you know, obviously America is uh, is a very strong team, but I don't think that they're you know I think I think they're very you know they're they're very beatable. I think Monterrey is very beatable. Uh, Leon very beatable. So uh, yeah, I mean I, I do think that there's uh, oh and it, is, is, is it Pumas? Is that the other one? Um, no, it's going to be uh, Cruz Azul. Monterrey and uh, Club Leon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, you know, Cruz Azul is Cruz Azul. I mean, <laughs> uh, they. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, what can you say? But yeah. So I mean, I I, I think this is this is as wide open as uh, as uh, as we've seen the, uh, the Champions League. You know, the, 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 this the, this could very well be the year that uh, that the Liga Mexican side does not win the uh, the final. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I, I agree with you there. I'll say this in MLS circles. Um, right now, I think Columbus uh, will be the team to beat. I think they're the better team between the uh, between all four <clears throat> American sides right now. I mean, we have to see what Toronto's going to do if they do uh, beat Hamilton Forge. But I would definitely give Columbus the better upside. I think Atlanta is also in a little bit of disarray, at, uh, in my opinion. Um, Philadelphia debutantes in the Champions League right now, their first trip. I mean, I can see them winning their round of 16 uh, matchup, depending on who they play, but I I just don't see them uh, getting out of the quarterfinals. I see them getting eliminated. Uh, Portland is a good, solid side. It all depends on what Giovanni Savarese does and how fit they are, but I will give right now the edge to Caleb Porter's Columbus crew right now if they're going to be the ones challenging uh, on the long road to the finals, so we'll have to wait and see uh, what happens. But definitely, I think Columbus, out of the four American MLS sides, 
has the better opportunity to try and challenge for the title depending on how far they do go. But uh, definitely, John, it's going to be exciting to see this edition and then, of course, uh, the next two editions of the current format before we go into the fall of 2023 for the expansion. Uh, John always joins me for CONCACAF Champions League review shows for those clubs from Liga MX and, of course, everything else that's going to be happening. Uh, The Olympics, John, are coming very soon. This is going to be very exciting, finally hosted in Mexico. Um, So before I let you go, how about uh, the Olympics? Do you see uh, a fantastic tournament in front of us? Well, I mean, you know, the fact that the U.S. and Mexico are in the same group is going to make things uh, interesting. Uh, You know, somebody may may be very disappointed. Uh, you you, You know, youth tournaments, you just never know. Uh, you know, again, I mean, it's not like they're going to be playing in front of, you know, gobs of fans. I mean, they're going to be playing in a, in a closed stadium. So, I mean, it, I mean, it's as close to a neutral site as, as can be. So, uh, I mean, again, I mean, I don't think there's, there's really that much of a, you know, a gigantic difference in quality between all the teams, to be honest with you. So, I think, I think we're going to see some surprises. Um, I mean, I, I think that that's, uh, you know, been par for the course for these uh, – you know, uh, no no fan tournaments, and uh, you know, and until the uh, you know until the fans get back, um, you know, there's going to be, uh, you know, you know, team, teams just you know the, the home teams aren't going to be able to to uh, play off play off the fans, and the the, the teams that are in the stadium, you know, on the road aren't, aren't going to feel the pressure as much. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think I think that you know it's going to come down to who uh, you know who plays better. You know, it's a youth tournament, so who knows? <laughs> you know, so I mean, it's like yep. you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, and uh, you know, you know so, someone's going to be disappointed. I know that. That's very true, and hopefully, the trip will be to Japan for this upcoming summer, uh, summer's uh, Olympic Games, and we'll see what happens next. But John, as always, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. I hope you have a good evening. I'll talk to you again soon. And uh, have a happy new year, and hope uh, you stay safe and uh, remain strong and vigilant, my friend. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Daniel. Always pleasure to be on on the show. Thank you. John Jagu, SoccerChronicles.com, as well as the Cantina MX podcast, as we are going to get ready for this up-and-coming Olympic tournament. And then, of course, CONCACAF Champions League. And then, of course, Gold Cup. Uh, CONCACAF Nations League there's a lot of tournaments out there and let's not forget uh, as well FIFA Club World Cup Final becoming this Thursday but once again just to let everyone know the situation as we've probably if you've seen the videos already through CONCACAF's website or on their YouTube channel it will be a group stage in the 2023 fall uh, part of the calendar uh, for this tournament we're going to have four groups of five in the North American zone, four groups of five in the Central American zone, two groups of five in the Caribbean zone, and then automatically from North American zone will go into the draw for the round of 16, play-in games for those teams in Central America, and a playing game for the two sides that will win their groups uh, into the final, uh, excuse me, into the round of 16 draw, and then we'll have to wait and see, of course, for 2024 when the draw will be. But it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, of course, there will be a draw 
for each zone as well. So I cannot wait for this. Once again, this will begin in the fall of 2023. And then in the spring of 2024, we are going to have the round of 16 draw for the knockout stages. So once again, this is all done per region, per zone, for group stage. And then it's all over the Confederation once we get into the round of 16 draw. So once again, Victor Montagliani and CONCACAF, um, they have impressed me. They've impressed many, many people. They've done a fantastic job of putting the work into bringing back what it should have been all along. We have a group stage now that is more comprehensible so far. I'm very happy about it. Obviously, we'd like to have it all over the place. The Confederation is very large, obviously, um, but still, um, I think that for now, this is the right way to go. And uh, If they ever change it up again and make the group stages even a little bit better, then by all means, but by all means, let's go for it. Let's see what they can do. We've got some time left. We have this edition to get to. We have, of course, 2022 for CONCACAF League that's going to start and then, of course, 2023 will be the last time in the spring for this current edition. And then 2023 of the fall will be this newer version of the CONCACAF Champions League with the group stage. So once again, I want to thank John Jagu for joining me, of course, from uh, SoccerChronicles.com and, of course, the Cantina MX podcast. Um, join me tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific as we get ready to discuss the draw for the 2021 CONCACAF Champions League. And this is going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be joined, just to let everyone know, I will be joined by uh, these people uh, moving forward. We're going to have on Matt Ralph from the Brotherly Game, covering the Philadelphia Union. Jason Longshore, 92.9 FM, the game in Atlanta, Georgia. Of course, he'll be joining us uh, after the draw has been done. And then, of course, Kyle Garcia, now managing editor of Stumptown Footy of SB Nation as well. Two former colleagues of mine still love to come on, uh, bring those guys onto the show, and we'll see what happens moving forward. But once again, thank you for joining me tonight. Uh, discussing, of course, talking about the CONCACAF Champions League expansion for 2023 and 2024 editions. So thanks again to John Jagu for joining me tonight. I hope you all have a very good evening. And please, as always, don't forget to enjoy your football. Have a good night. Take care so long. And bye-bye for now. CONCACAF Champions League talk continues tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. You can watch it on Fox Sports in English, TUDN in Spanish, but we'll be watching along with you uh, for the draw and talking about the draw as soon as it is underway. It's going to be exciting. Have a good night. Take care so long once again, and bye-bye for now. Don't forget to please enjoy your football.